Welcome to the FitSess Podcast guys, I'm your host Declan Murphy and on today's episode we have Ganesh talking about his fitness journey and all things training and nutrition. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, uh, today we're joined by Ganesh Curry, um, you call him Gan, uh, so if I refer to him as Gan, uh, obviously that's just my terminology. Um, known Gan for just over a year now, we've worked together for just over a year and he's had some amazing results uh, and that's why I wanted to bring him on today. Uh, the other reason I wanted to bring him on today is he's got a lot of experience in my industry, working with different types of coaches, different coaches, uh, different training methods, different styles and he also has a very... Um, positive and unique output uh, input on uh, the training industry the fitness industry and how he sees it so welcome gan hi cheers for having me no worries um obviously we discussed with gan prior to the podcast what i wanted to talk about about him having three different coaches um gan obviously has an amazing transformation story himself coming from 20 stone uh, currently weighing in at just under 95 yeah about 94 at the minute 94, awesome. Um, what the future holds for him, we're going to go through as well, and then some tips and tricks, because he's uh, he definitely experiments quite a lot with lots of different things, whether it be training, um, his nutrition, he's uh, well-educated, he's uh, educated himself very well, and all this, and he's only 24 years of age. So, uh, yeah, let's start with it. So, talk us through going into the gym for the first time at 20 stone, or how you started, or why you went to the gym. Take us from the beginning. So- yeah, so the story was, um, I was I was 20 stone, I've been quite a, a big person for, for most of my life, and I ended up stretching my um, ACL, so my anterior cruciate ligament, uh, playing football, so I used, still used to play football at 20 stone, and then, um, yeah, something happened when I was playing football, my ligament got stretched, and it wasn't quite right, so every time I twisted on it, it just go out of place, so... After that, about a few, a few months down the line, uh, my mum's ex-husband was already um, going to the gym and he already had a PT and he said, how about you come to the gym with me? We'll work on it. Um, and then possibly if you need surgery on it, at least you'll be lighter and you can deal with it better. Because being 20 stone, putting pressure on your knees like that is just going to, it's not going to help you. So there was that. Um, so first session uh, with my, my first ever coach um, was crazy. I ended up almost blacking out to the point where my coach had to basically slap me to kind of like make me responsive. So we were doing hit workouts and I'd never done anything that high intensity. I'd done football and everything and that's high intensity, but you could sort of coast through a football game where I couldn't coast through that session at all. Um, so that was my first experience of it. It was a bit daunting because you go into a, into a gym, you see all these guys and the gym I went to, like it's like kind of close to Manchester. And there was like people that were really well off, like models in the spare time. And I've just come in, this like fat, fat Asian guy, like waddling about everywhere. So yeah, it was kind of kind of awkward for me, but um, it was a good first experience. And I kind of was like, it's kind of going to get easier from here. Um, so yeah, that was my first experience of it. Awesome. Um, so quite quite a few things to cover there. Uh, obviously, like training to the point where you nearly blacked out, that is definitely not something I would advocate <laughs> or go by, but it worked for you. Uh, and I think that yeah. obviously shows that lots of different coaching aspects and different coaching methods work for different people better. Um, yeah. Could that have put you off at that point? Or what would have what could have put you off by going into the gym? Like what would have made you go, oh, this isn't for me? 
Yeah, I think I think the main part of it, so because obviously we're gonna probably cover two points in one here, mm. where um so my first coach, he believed more in a keto diet, which is fine and everything, but I it just wouldn't have worked for me, I don't think. It kind of worked for a few weeks and then at the weekend I would absolutely just binge on everything. I remember every weekend I used to go through a large Domino's pizza and a couple of cookies from Domino's and a full Ben and Jerry's tub. So that was that was my binge on a weekend. So in effect, I'd have like almost like fifteen hundred calories, and then I'd get to the get to Saturday and Sunday, and I was having four thousand. Yeah, so, so you're probably just... destroying that surplus you've just created that week. I mean, like. Yeah, yeah. In terms of, did you get an option if it was keto, or how, like obviously you've had three coaches? You're 24 years of age. How old were you when you started working with this first coach? So I would have been, so I'm 20, I think I would have been 19 because when I started, it was in the May, in May 2015. So it was just as I started the, uh, my job and everything. So yeah, it was a bit of a mental time because I was trying to train, train for my job, and also I was having to deal with this keto diet, which. My concentration wasn't going to be there anyway because my body wasn't going into ketosis quick enough. My focus was just all over the place for that first couple of weeks. Um, I like almost had I think under twenty grams of carbs for the first couple of weeks. Wow, that's a, yeah, that's that's some way of uh, getting into keto. In terms yeah. of uh, doing the keto diet, and for anyone that doesn't know, ketosis is we're just trying to reduce the amount of carbohydrates our body takes. Um, so we can use our stored fat in a sense. Uh, that's a very basic way of um, explaining it. And then usually people would re- uh, usually people would start with a lot more carbs than twenty grams and reduce them gradually, um, and then replenish the uh, the carbs or glycogen at, at uh, set points within their program. Um, I do have a couple of other clients who use the keto diet for different reasons, whether that be for inflammation or health or diet reasons. Um, I have tried it myself. Um, didn't work for me too well uh, because I'm more. I would like to train more for performance uh, and strength. It didn't really work too well for me, but definitely, a, definitely a good experience and obviously a big experience for you to start out with and try. So, I, what did you move on from after keto? So, obviously, um, after keto, it, it was a little bit of a weird one for me because um, to give a bit of timeline. So, it would have been I would have been 19 when I started that. And then about a year later, I realized I wasn't really getting anywhere where I was just trying to smash myself in the gym, but then not feeling any better for it. So um, about, I think it would have been a year later. It might have been 2016 or 2017. I did, um, someone I knew, Cassie, uh, a really good friend of the family, she was doing like a 60-day challenge where she was just trying to um, lose a lot of weight for over 60 days and just see, and just basically get back on track. Yeah. So... Um, I basically turned around to my coach and said, I'm going to still do the training, but I'm not going to kind of do all the ketosis side of it because the problem I had with it, and I even raised this with him at the time where um, I was watching like YouTubers and like I was watching some like really popular YouTubers that were having loads of carbs and yet still getting shredded. And I thought mm. to myself, well, how does this work where they're not going like doing the same thing? yet you're swearing by it. So every time I kept raising it, it was like a little bit of a question, like, what am I doing? What am I doing it for? So, um, so yeah, then obviously went into doing the 60-day challenge, which that I'll always say that was the trigger for me. Um, wow. I think it was actually 2017. 
Uh, but that was the trigger where I was like, oh, right, I can actually do this. Like, I'm not just like yo-yoing between things all the time um, and cutting down over like the first five days of the week and then the last two days getting smashed and going out and drinking and all that. So, yeah, after that 60 days, I didn't slip up once during the whole 60 days. And that, for me, was massive. Yeah, good, good like, uh, test of your discipline. In terms of, obviously, yeah. you just said that you, that was 2017 and you started with your other coach in 2015, with your first coach. Um, so was you with him for two years and you were trying the keto diet for two years? I'd, I'd probably tried it. Yeah, it was like on and off. It, yeah. it, it's like, I think the problem is with a lot of people, and I've, I've gone through it, and probably to, to an extent, I've only just started to balance that out, yeah. where I couldn't, I'd, I'd try and smash it over the week, and then by the weekend, I was just like, what am I actually doing it for? It just do my head in. Um, but yeah, that's that 60 days after that, I was like, yeah, that I've, I've done something in 60 days. I used to, post my updates on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so everyone was, tra- was like watching me as well. And it was kind of a thing for me where I've got this many eyes on me doing it while I'm doing it. I can't fail at this. I've got to smash it. No, that's, I know that's how my- That's awesome. If you found that way, that motivated you well, uh, then obviously that works for you. And you must yeah. have, you must have felt a little bit more confident to start posting them on social media. But in those two years that you worked with the first coach, and obviously started at 20 stone with, you know, a yeah. serious knee injury. How did that progress? What did, what did your body look like weight-wise, knee health in terms of 2017? So knee-wise, knee it was still a little bit dodgy because um, I hadn't had a lot of muscle around my leg to kind of compensate for that, that slight stretch. So that was a bit of a problem, um, but it was never, never a major issue. Um, but other than that, my weight came down quite drastically, I think, because I was 20 stone at the start. And by 2017, I think the lowest I got to would have been just under 90 kilos, which for me was quite a big thing uh, because I kept yo-yoing around 93, 92. Like every week we'd weigh in and it'd be the same thing. And I was just like, like what the hell's happening? But when I got to 88, because it was when my mum got married, yeah. um, I was really lean. Like, yeah. I was massively lean for the wedding and everything. Um, I was around 88, 89, but I was kind of skinny fat. Yeah. So, which I don't know, you might want to explain this better to like people that are listening that don't understand it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so basically I'll just touch on that a little bit. Um, so we joke about it and we call it scubby sometimes where you might be like a skinny chubby. Uh, basically, you've like, when you're losing body fat, more than likely you're going to be losing muscle mass as well uh, if you're in calorie surplus. Uh, so obviously, Gan probably uh, didn't put much muscle mass on even though he's a new beginner uh, and beginner gains usually are quite extreme. Um, but he's two years into his training at this point and obviously he's only focused on fat loss. So his body a lot of the time is uh, trying to get rid of the fat, uh, especially because yeah. he's continuously going after that calorie surplus. Um, uh, sorry, calorie deficit. Um, in terms of your training at this point, what was it like for the first two years? Was it like hit-based, strength-based? Um, what was it like? So uh, initially, I think for the first year and a half, it was very much uh, hit-based. So it was pretty much I'd do five exercises back to back I'll yeah. do rounds of it um, so I'd, I'd do like I think the most rounds I did is like five 
so that I'd take up the hour of PT that I'd that I'd obviously paid him for. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like a, it was hard. It was hard work, but also I kept, I kept feeling like I wasn't progressing because, <laughs> excuse the term, but I was going balls to the wall all the time. Yeah. Like I was going to that nth degree where I'm like killing my body over and over again, and it just wasn't recovering. Yeah. So and I and I realised it probably towards the end of 2017 where I thought something's not right here because and I think a part of it, obviously you you've you've met my cousin Shaker, me and him can be quite competitive and we used to be um, a lot around that time. And I remember he came to the gym with me um, the day before my mum's wedding, and him and my brother-in-law were outlifting me even though I was constantly in the gym. Yeah, they've got more training years, but for me, just I thought to myself, I'm a bigger guy than both of these. So, like, why am I not progressing? So, I think that's with the 60 day challenge, and then kind of that thought process, I started realizing that something's not quite right and I've got to look at it eventually. So, what did you move on to next? So, then, um, yeah, so after that, um, I I did a couple of bits of strength training, um, but it was still quite hit based. So I was still kind of, it would still be classed as cardio for most people, where for me, that was such a different training. Um, like I remember doing gym and volume training. I did that quite a bit, which it, I think it was good at the start because it was a different stimulus for my muscle that I wasn't yeah. used to. But my muscle was just knackered. Like I wasn't recovering well enough at all. And I could feel it on my body. I was like, I'm, I'm constantly sore. Was you in a calorie deficit and also doing GVT? Yeah, which wow. isn't the greatest idea. And yeah. I think, obviously, touched on it earlier that I've looked into a lot of things. I read a lot of papers because I'm interested in it. And it's just a really bad thing to do. You just can't recover quick enough. Um, so, yeah, it kind of, kind of took me to 2018, um, where in 2018, I wanted to do my 60-day challenge again but do it slightly differently. So instead of doing 60 days, I did longer. So I did uh, 12 weeks. So I think it's like 118 or 112 days. So, um, but I wasn't going to be as strict like I did the last year. So I was going to basically track my calories because that whole 60 days, I didn't track my calories at all. It was basically trying to do keto, but I lost quite a bit. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember the numbers. I think it was 94, and I got down to 87, yeah. um, which is the lowest I was uh, at the time. And then I did the, the 12 weeks. Like I said, I was checking my calories, but I was also taking a bit more of a pragmatic approach that keep my calories high, and as soon as I start plateauing, just bring them down slightly. I just keep doing that. Okay, so then was the goal still body composition at this stage? It, it, I wouldn't say body composition. I think it was more just losing weight. Yeah, ju- just weight or body fat? A bit of both. A bit of both. Because I'd only say a bit of both because I thought weight and fat would be the same thing. Yeah. And that's where that's where my knowledge has kind of got scratched now yeah. in terms of it's not the same thing. They mean completely different things in a, in effect. Um, so yeah, I think that was a that was a big point. And then did the twelve weeks. And then went off the boil again, which I did after the 60 days. And then met, met my second coach um, and then took me on a bit of a different path. Awesome. Um, so obviously 
you you did the GVT training and you did the 60 day and the um, 12 week challenge on your own. And were these things that you researched and just kind of like found off friends and family and other people, YouTube, the internet and things like that? Yeah. So um, the 60 days was obviously just because my, my friend and family, Cassie, was doing it and she yes. inspired me to do it because um, she was doing so well with it. And I thought, you know what, I'll just give it a go. Um, and I think I remember I only gave it a go because I'd literally just come back from Barcelona. So yeah. it was one of my best mates, Stag do. I'd come back from Barcelona. I'd seen Cassie a couple of days later. And we'd, we'd, we usually go to the lakes and everything. And I didn't want to take my top off going into the lake. Mm. Whereas when I used to go when I was younger, when I was big, I just didn't care. But yeah. now I was a bit more self-conscious about it. So I think after that, I triggered. Um, but yeah, so obviously the first time it was it was her really inspiring me. And the second time when it was the 12 weeks, um, I've been watching loads of YouTube videos from different YouTubers. So I was taking like little bits from different places. And I, I, I think that was that was big because I was like, I'm not demonizing carbs anymore. Yeah. You're using them for training and, you know, you, you kind of, you'd started to educate yourself a little bit more. So you obviously you knew you needed carbohydrates. Uh, they were yeah. important macronutrient and you weren't trying to basically completely get rid of them. Um, you started yeah. to take more of a diet, a, a different diet approach. Um, in terms of meeting your second coach, uh, was there a set goal you had with him? Um, was there anything in specifically you went for him, went to him for? Yeah. So again, it was just basically to to, to lose the weight. Um, so there was a lot of things going on around the same time uh, of when this happened, and I'm probably a lot of the people involved won't mind me saying it. So at the same time, I'd put the weight back on. Uh, my mum was just just basically getting divorced so that was a massive thing for me where the person that introduced me to the gym wasn't the person that I thought and also my mum was going to be divorcing him so that was a, a, a big thing a big mental struggle for me um, yeah and then the, the, the kind of other thing was um, I'd been I think I'd, yeah I'd been doing jiu-jitsu that year so 20, yeah this is 2018 I started doing jiu-jitsu in January but I was still doing it up in I think October time, and also they added the third thing that I've just remembered off the top of my head. My knee buckled under me during jiu-jitsu training, so I had to have another scan on my knee in 2018. Yeah. Um, they confirmed it was still attached and everything. It, it was, was quite just scary. Still a stretch. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a really scary moment, and I started just honestly, I was just eating everything inside. Like I think I got to about 86 kilos, and then I went straight back up to like 95 within maybe a month or two. Wow. I was just eating everything inside. Yeah, so no tracking macros. What was your training like? Uh, very sporadic. Um, yeah. I think obviously my jiu-jitsu training was keeping me somewhat a bit lean, but because I wasn't doing it as often and anyone that does any like combat sport, they know you pick up weird injuries and, they take a while to heal and my body just wasn't used to it at the time. Um, so yeah, then obviously um, I, I moved gyms. So I was at kind of a gym in, in Central Preston and then I moved gyms to somewhere a little bit closer. And that's when I, I met my second coach because he was he was a PC at the gym. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's kind of the start of it really. Awesome. Tell us about um, what sort of training style you went through, what sort of, how you, if your diet changed, um, how you educated yourself. 
through this process, what you took from it. Uh, tell us everything. So um, training-wise, it would be kind of you'd start off with a compound movement, so your squat, bench, or deadlift, and then you do your almost accessories. But you, your squat, bench, or deadlift almost felt like your accessory in a way, and it was more yeah. the stimulus and the hypertrophy that you're putting on your muscle that was the big factor. So it was almost like doing a contest prep for physique competitor. Yeah. That's, that's what it felt like to me. Um, in terms of that, and in terms of my diet as well, I think at the time I started on 2,300 calories, and that is the most amount of calories I've put into my fitness pal yeah. by that point. Because I've, wow. I've always thought, oh, I've got to be on like under 2,000 calories all the time. Yeah. So we that, didn't that like think the... about metabolism. We didn't think about increasing, um, increasing like your BMR. We didn't think about anything like that. We didn't think about increasing we... strength. Yeah, we, we we looked at kind of my knee and, and everything as well, but and we obviously realised, which is obviously something we looked at, is that I'm incredibly inactive because I've got a desk job. Yeah. I don't I, I, I drive to work, drive from the car park to my, my desk. Sorry, um, walk to my car from the uh, car park to my desk, walk back, go to the gym, and that's it. That I don't do any walking or anything. Um, so we did look at it, but I didn't really take that side of it seriously. Um, the other thing I'd say, and I think this is a big thing, and I, I'd, I'd say it across the board, I had to be wary about using someone else's goal. So when you get a PT, I always think sometimes the, the waters sometimes get muddied, whether it's their goal or your goal. Okay, well, that's, I would say that's quite a big statement. When, when you said it originally just then, I thought you meant like it might be someone else's goal in terms of like your family member or a friend. You might want to... Well, a bit of that goal. as well. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I know what you're getting at. Like a lot of the time a coach will have an ideology or a way they train and they won't use train in that ideology. Like yeah, this I, coach used keto, he thought keto was the right way. Uh, and obviously yeah. this coach had a different idea. Um, just for anyone who knows yeah. me, I am big on compounds being your main, uh, main lifts, uh, big on getting strong first. Uh, and developing muscle mass that way. Uh, obviously, Gan will talk later about how like we still we can still cut, but we'd still have compounds in there. Um, yeah. And obviously, the first time I told him he was on three thousand calories. But before that, <laughs> they go through like the second coach and um, yeah, yeah, what training was like and nutrition and how you like basically uh, what the whole timeline was like from beginning to end. So um, yeah, the timeline. So it was sixteen weeks. So yeah. I went. This was from. October 2018 to January 2019. And bear in mind, I will never ever do this ever again. I will never do a cut over winter. Not happening. I was freezing the whole of winter. Oh, mate, honestly, it was bad. I was constantly cold. I was wearing like five layers to work. Like, it was really bad. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of my calories, uh, my calories went down from 2,300. And on my last week, it was about... 1200 wow so uh, you dropped like 1100 calories and you, yeah. had you had you added cardio as well or extra training yeah so so i think so this is where it kind of i always slipped up once and that was when i went to barcelona uh no i went to madrid sorry with my mates and i slipped up once having i think it was one meal and like a couple of churros in that yeah. so I panicked when I came back because I was like, I'm going to have to bring this back to now. So I did 900 calories of cardio on the treadmill 
walking uphill. Um, it was almost like an hour and a, an hour and ten minutes. Wow, what was I the mindset kind of behind that? Like, what what was the driver? Like, why on earth would you come back and think that nine hundred calories of cardio was going to kind of change the past? I, well, I think I think what it was is I've got to make something happen because, quite frankly, if I just like just leave it, nothing's going to happen. And plus, I had this deadline of sixteen weeks, yeah. and I think this is where I was going back to about some of the coaches' mindset and everything. Yeah. And I think it was that I didn't want to let him down. I wasn't really doing it for myself anymore. It was nothing to do with his mindset or anything. I just didn't want to let him down. Where I shouldn't have thought about it like that. I should think about it like, what what am I actually wanting to do? Um, and my goal, and my goal was to to obviously lose body fat and, and have a different composition. Um, and obviously, by the end of the, the sixteen weeks, I was I was shredded, but yeah. I just couldn't maintain it like that. That level what sort of body of, weight and body fat were you at roughly? So um, at the start, I was ninety four kilos. I was yep. probably a little bit more than that, if I'm honest. I was probably about ninety five, yeah. and I got down to seventy nine point three. Wow! So that you know that is a massive cut, especially over sixteen weeks as well. And we're talking like this is your third year of training into like third slash fourth year of training. Yeah, I'd probably say. It's weird because I'll probably touch on it later, but I'll probably say that was like my second proper year. Yeah. So obviously like you yo-yoed in and out. You obviously you went for a real tough time yeah. where you sporadically trained. So you, you didn't really stick to anything. In terms of like a program, did you stick to a program um, in terms of exact numbers weight-wise or was it kind of going, get the hypertrophy into the blood flow in the muscle? Um, yeah. So we had to, in terms of like weightlifting numbers like we, we do now, what obviously I do with you, we didn't look at anything like that um, because obviously it was just a different, a different training style, and and it, that's fair enough. And to be fair, like some of the numbers I put on other, other kind of um, movements was higher than others. Yeah. And I think at the end of it, I had to look at it and I was like, "Am I putting on enough muscle here?" And then I realised I'm like, I'm skinny fat again. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got shredded and everything, and like this is my mind was gone after that. Like so, my so this is this is a, a small story. So Christmas Eve, bear in mind, I obviously done this cut over Christmas as well, and Christmas is a big thing for me and my family, where we all go round, we all have turkey and all the rest of it. Yeah, Christmas Eve, I'd gone to a friend of the family's house with my mum, and they were all talking at me, and I wasn't responding. My eyes were glazed over. And I just wasn't really responding. Wow! Why? So, I, th- I think it was I think it was the lack of calories. I hadn't had uh, any refeed meal at all by this point. Yeah. I was trying to say to my coach like I'm probably going to need a refeed soon, and I'm not saying it because I'm like having a, a wobble or anything. I'm saying it because I'm struggling. Like I'm I'm literally yeah. worried. And I think that was I saw my mum's face. I remember when it happened. And I remember say, thinking she wants to take me to hospital right now. I yeah. could see it. It was that bad. And then I thought, yeah, and she 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 might say now like you probably would have got through it and everything, but honestly, if I didn't have that refeed on Christmas Day, yeah. I was I was a goner. So Christmas uh, Day was the refeed. That's some refeed. Uh, it was a bad refeed, honestly. Uh, I ate so much. I ended up ruining my Christmas because I ate so much. Yeah, you probably felt <laughs> sick because your body wasn't used to that many calories. Yeah. Um, and, uh, go on, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, and then obviously at the end of the 16 week, being 79 kilos and being 
I'm six foot. I'm, yeah. I've never been. I've never been under eighty kilos. The last time I was probably under eighty kilos. What's that? Probably about twelve stone. Is when yeah. I was twelve or thirteen. So wow. when I was back in high school. So yeah, like ten years ago. Yeah. In terms of like how you felt after that, then. So how did you feel about your body and your training then? My body, I felt, I felt like partly good. Like I, I was shredded. Like yeah. I, was, I was really lean. Um, like obviously, like I've shown you the pictures, and I was incredibly lean, but. I realised it was un- really unhealthy. Like yeah. I wasn't well at all. Um, so that was a bit of a worry for me. And my mind had completely gone. Um, and then I think it would have been, was it about a month or two later is when I met you for the first time and I'd come to the gym. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't think I'd met you. No. I think I'd just met Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom's one of our staff members here at FitzS. He runs our... Um... Fitzess Barbell Academy, a really good weightlifting coach. Uh, you've probably heard him on the podcast before. Uh, also into his strongman training. He has done bodybuilding before uh, and obviously trained at the same gym that Gan does. Yeah, so so this is... So I think I've come to the gym because I think... We obviously only met because someone I used to do jiu-jitsu with, Dave, who obviously used to work with you, yeah. um, got me introduced to you and he was talking about stuff and he was posting stuff on social media and then I've seen obviously you doing an overhead press workshop and that yeah. was kind of like my first introduction where overhead press was my weakest exercise to some extent it still is but it was it was I didn't understand the mechanics behind it yeah but it was weird because I, I didn't get chance I think I saw you in the morning and I didn't get a chance to meet you or talk to you properly yeah. um, because Tom was running the workshop um, and then obviously, I think it was only two months later, and I sent you the message, and I was like, "Yeah, can you help? Because I need to, I need to put some strength on. I need, I need to bulk because I'm not doing well right now." <laughs> no, I actually forgot that's that's uh, that's how we started working together. Yeah, I remember Dave yeah. was doing a lot of online coaching, uh, and then you messaged yeah. us. Uh, Dave did a lot of like the front end, and obviously I did all the programming and the checking. Yeah. So that's actually how we met. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, in terms was, uh, of like, you started with us uh, two months after you came to that workshop, uh, and obviously yeah. that that was actually Tom's first workshop. He did really well, uh, and then you obviously got you wanted to bulk a little bit and you wanted to get a little bit stronger. Yeah. Um, so we definitely started that. Uh, what were your numbers when you first started in terms of bench, deadlift, and squat? So if I remember correctly, my bench was seventy. 70 kilos, uh, my deadlift was one, I think it was 135, yeah, I think it was, uh, no, 125 maybe, it was around them, them numbers yeah, something anyway. like 125, 135. Yeah, um, wait, I'm doing this off the top of my head, I think, it, no, it would have been 135 because yeah. obviously we'll go on to it, um, and then my squat was 90 yeah, because I'd I'd done all my one RMs after I'd done my last twelve weeks, my, sorry my my second kind of year of training almost, yeah. um, and that was the last time I'd done anything. And then we kind of tested them with my second coach, but it wasn't a massive deal. Like we weren't really trying to hit numbers; we were just trying to hit that complete depletion of the muscle. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a focus in terms of the compound lift. Yeah. So obviously with us it was, and you've trained with us just over a year now, but uh, five months ago we had a mini powerlifting comp at our gym. Uh, would you like to tell everyone what numbers you got? Yeah, so 
My bench uh, went up to 85, which I'd, I'd hit a couple of months before, but my bench should be like struggling. Like that yeah. was the main thing that really kind of pissed me off. Like I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It pissed me off like right before it because my training was a little bit inconsistent as well before. And like I was just trying to just get some consistency. So yeah, bench that 85. Um, my squat obviously was previously 19. It went to... Uh, it was 130 on comp day, but yeah. on Christmas day, I came into the gym and did 135 on antibiotics. So I, I want to say 135 that I ended the year on. And Fair then enough, uh, my dead, yeah. <laughs> and then my deadlift obviously was previously 135, and then I hit uh, 200, which I've actually got uh, my 200 club like, t shirt on. That was actually like just pure coincidence. That wasn't planted. Wow, yeah, I just noticed that's on the 200 t-shirt. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so obviously your deadlift had gone up by like 65 kilo, uh, your bench had gone yeah. up by 15 kilo, and your squat had gone up by about 45. So they're all amazing numbers. Uh, I would definitely say like target achieved in terms of strength. Uh, in terms of the bulk, uh, we definitely bulked. and We were getting close to 100 kilo. Uh, I was enjoying coaching Gang because he was really good in terms of he stuck to his uh, plan. I think some of the things we struggled with was actually the amount of calories. He was never used to eating that many calories, were you? <laughs> oh, honestly, right. So Dex sends me this message, and this is the funniest message I've ever got in my life, because he sends it to me, and I think initially I was on like 2,800, I think, mm. and he sends me this, and I send him a message back saying, are you kidding me? That's loads. And, he, and then I think he sends it back something like, or I think we might have spoke about it after you went, yeah. that's going to feel like nothing. Just honestly. Yeah, I remember it was just over 3,000 calories and you were like, I'm never ever like, this is the most calories I've ever been on at 2,800. I don't think I can eat that. And I always said to him, I remember saying like, this will feel like nothing too. Bearing in mind, Gans just over six foot, you know, he's close to 100 kilo. He's training quite consistently. Um, we're getting more activity in his day-to-day -day life with his steps and just being an active young lad uh, at 24 years of age. So 3,000 calories shouldn't have been as daunting as Gan made it believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what the thing was as well, so around the same time, I literally, yeah, I think it was like the week before I started with you, I'd started a new job. Mm. And... Um, I love the I love the job and like but it was also a thing where I don't want to be that guy that just brings Tupperwares in all the flipping time where yeah. in my old job because it was like a temporary move in my old job everyone was used to be bringing Tupperwares out of like chicken and rice and not being bothered where I remember my manager at the time she um, we were on a call and I said um, we're gonna I'm gonna have to like try and eat during this call are you cool with that and she was like yeah that's fine. And I'd literally be getting like two Tupperware boxes out during the call, like, and someone had asked me a question. I'd be there with like oh, broccoli in my mouth, like, no, no, no. You mean no? That's good. Yes, yeah. so obviously, like your diet changed uh, quite drastically in terms of bulking. It was the first time you've ever really tried to bulk with a proper plan, um, and obviously yeah. prioritised that compound list and getting stronger. Um, and we achieved that quite well. Um, you became. Um, very accustomed to the, the diet uh, we carried on increasing the calories as and when we needed to um, we did we, we did um, we didn't obviously I don't like to call it cheat day uh, but we did an off-plan meal uh, once a week 
um, and then we progressed yeah. three times a week just because uh, Gam basically had such a good grip on his calories. Uh, he was finding foods he enjoyed. He was trying lots of different recipes and experimenting. Uh, and and like I say to a lot of clients, uh, he took a big onus on his own training and his own nutrition and was really proud of where he was going with it. Uh, and he did really well. Obviously, now GAN has changed a little bit. We're uh, obviously still focusing on compounds, but we're in lockdown. Uh, and we're, so we're reducing the calories um, and we're actually yeah. changed to a little bit of a mini cut. Um, but what does the future hold like after lockdown? We training, we nutrition. Where do you see it going? It's really funny you say this because obviously we we've not really spoke about it yet. We, we haven't. Kind of like... This is the first time we are speaking about it. <laughs> yeah. So, Dick probably like has known this, but I'm probably going to bulk again. Like, but these things that. So, well, like Dick said, this is the first time that I've not been trying to do a cut. Like I've been mm. trying to put on weight. And for me, being always 20 stone, that's a big, it was a big mental thing for me where I'm having so much food. But also, there was things towards the end of my bulk that I wasn't happy with where my head fell off the wagon a little bit. Yeah. And there wasn't, there wasn't anyone that was going to get me out of that. It doesn't matter if you were my coach, my family, you just, it wasn't happening. It was just, I, I was just that way out for like a month or two. <laughs> yeah, everyone goes through like, stressful times in the lives where they may fall off. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was a couple of months. I'd say it was more weeks when you fell off the wagon a little bit with a bulk. Uh, but I think also yeah. it's tough being 24 years of age and wanting to go to say like weddings or pool parties or just going, you know, enjoying the summer. Um, it's hard like to bulk and um, you can't because you kind of have to go against the social norm of take your top off at the pool and things like that. Like it's quite daunting. But like I said, well, you're 24 years of age, you want to go on a lad's holiday, things like that. Well, that's the thing. And I think the problem is, like, I've never been comfortable with taking my, my top off anyway. I'm probably, like, if I get, like, around 80-odd kilos again, would I be comfortable? I don't know. But I don't <laughs> want to be like that anymore. Like, I don't want to be, like, completely shredded all the time. Like, you see a lot of physique competitors, like, coming in out of cuts and everything. And, that, and like, I realise after watching them and watching what happens after, that I learned more of what happens after than going through it all. Like, and I think, obviously, the, the problem we've had with, with this lockdown, that I was meant to be going to Budapest, and we're on the 20-odd, 20, 20 4th of April. I was meant to be going to Budapest, like, yeah, 25th. So I was meant to be going to Budapest, like, about a month ago, for my mate's dad do, and, like, we wanted to do the mini cup because I wanted to, obviously, I wasn't bothered about having my top off or anything. I kept thinking, so, eh, screw it. Like, these people aren't going to see me again. Like, they're from, yeah. fucking from hungry. Like, I don't care. And then, and then obviously, lockdown happened and it kind of, like, puts, like, spanner in the works. And then, obviously, like, major lockdown happened where I can't even, like, come train at your gym. I can't even, like, train at my normal, like, my, like, my other gym that I go to. I'm, like, it was just like a bit of a weird one, but future-wise, I'm gonna bulk again. That, that's that's the main thing. Um, I'm probably gonna do a year, a year to eighteen months. I think two years for me might just be a little bit too long, um, especially doing it for the second time. So I think, yeah, I, th I think that's where I'm at in, in my head and where I want to how I want to do it. Um, which obviously we just need sort of logistics out of like what happens because 
next year, like, it was going to be, like, everything that was, like, not planned, that's being kind of stuffed this year is going to be happening next year. Like, my mate's going to be getting married in February. And then I've got to a point where I'm, like, I said, like, I've said this to Jeff, I'm, like, I don't need to be leaving for the wedding. Like, I just don't. Like, I'm not going to take my top off. Like, <laughs> yeah, you've kind of got your head around it. And just the reason why yeah. I, I don't really advise people to cut and bulk quite regularly throughout the year is uh, I, I like to do uh, a little bit differently. I like someone to really set out their training over kind of like a, a number of years of what they want to achieve. Um, and then I feel like that's the best way of optimizing, say, the bulk or the cut. Uh, so, for instance, with Gan, I think he's never really put a lot of muscle mass on before. Uh, even though he's got quite a big frame. Um, so I really want the big emphasis and the big focus to put as much muscle mass and strength on Gan as possible. So that's why we look to it for something like a year. Um, with maybe a couple of, I, I advocate diet breaks in between there. So like maybe four or five weeks in the year where we just take, you know what, have a week off your diet this week. Um, but going back to that, obviously when we go back to cutting, I think the other benefit of doing a year of bulking is we can uh, appreciate uh, cutting as well um, and we can do it very slowly over maybe like a 12 to 16 week period where you know we don't have to go crazy straight away and also his metabolism should be a lot higher with more muscle mass etc etc so just to finish off Gan if there was three big tips that you would give to someone right now what would they be in terms of training or nutrition right okay nutrition wise yep you're always going to find a hack around things. I'm like, me, me and Deck have talked about this quite a bit. Mm. So before we came on, I showed Deck that I'm making pizza tonight. That's fairly yeah. low-cal because of it. I know what's going into it. So there's always ways that around things um, and little hacks you can do. Like I've started doing like these little cookie dough things with like banana and oats and like chocolate chips. It tastes just as good as normal cookie dough. So that's probably my first advice. Second advice, focus on your compounds. Like that's something that it's weird because when you when you first start getting a coach, especially like you, Deck, I think like there was there was like a time where like me and you were probably having a disagreement about something. But then I'm like, and then I think it through, and I'm like, oh no, I understand it. Like you've you've explained it to me now. It's not like I think previously I've had like coaches where they just don't explain everything to me, and it's just like, why am I actually doing it? Dan's really good as a special as a client because he's really inquisitive in terms of like, he's like, well, what's that on the program for? Why are we doing this rep range? Why are we doing these sets? And it's not necessarily a negative thing. He's not thinking of it negatively. He just wants to know why and the science behind it. And, and whenever you tell him the science behind it, a lot of the time he'll go away, do his own research, usually, uh, usually finds that I'm right. Uh, and then usually we have a laugh about it. And uh, yeah, it's all well. Yeah. Um, so that was my second one. And the third one, last one, um, try not missing out on things like good times. I think yeah. sometimes you don't always regret it directly after, but like there were some times, especially when I did my 60 day challenge, like there was one time in particular. So um, a lot of my friends are Caribbean and they're from their like, families are from the Windrush generation. So mm -hmm. every year in Preston, they do a, wind, a Windrush celebration um, on, a, on a local cricket, cricket like grounds. And my, my mate's, like, family, they'll, they'll make, like, the best, like, food ever. Like, it's just amazing. They're, like, I think, yeah, they're from Trinidad on the West Indies, so they do, like, dumplings, mac and cheese, fried yeah, chicken. Sounds amazing. And, like, and it's great, but I remember the first time I did my 60-day challenge, I said no 
my mate's mum, and I felt awful wow. for it. And yeah. I, and like now I just think to myself, why did I miss out on it? There's always things you could do to like try and bring it back if you want to. Yeah, and no, I think they really want a big meal on a weekend. Just go for it. Awesome. Yeah, so definitely things that I would advocate there. Try and get a really good life balance, still try and enjoy moments. And one of the stories I always tell people about Gan is uh, about how he like, went on a stag do and he literally re- re- um, refrained from eating and drinking because he was cutting. And obviously this stag do might be something that like, you do once in your life or a couple of times in your life. So I definitely yeah. felt like he'd missed out on something there. But also uh, when he talks about hacks, I think uh, obviously I'm not necessarily keen on the word hacks, to be honest, but... Uh, I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to fit certain things into his diet that he, he enjoys uh, and he's really good at it. Very creative, I would say, as well. And i definitely check him out on Instagram because he's got some really cool recipes. Uh, like the cookie dough looks unbelievable uh, and he makes some really good protein pancakes. Uh, probably the best I've seen. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, don't don't say that to the other clients. I know, yeah, I know. LJ will be uh, very upset, and the other clients as well, Janine, uh, who make us lots of protein pancakes. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously, I am a big believer in the compounds. Uh, it was definitely something I had to sway Gan towards. Um, but I think teaching the proper technique uh, of all the compounds is a vital aspect of a coach, especially someone who wants to gain strength and muscle mass uh, or perform effectively in the gym. Um, but Gav, thank you very much for joining us today. Go on, sorry, what was you going to say last little bit? No, just just last bit. Always work on your mobility. That was probably should have been like my third tip. Like, that's the big thing for me, and obviously you've helped me with that. So always look at that while you're doing your compound lifts. Like yeah, hundred percent. Like, <laughs> that's one of our fundamentals at the gym. We actually run um, mobility classes. Like a lot of gyms don't really, but we put a big emphasis on it before and after training. Uh, we teach people how to foam roll properly. We teach them how to use the lacrosse ball, the bands, things like that. I think anything like that you can add to your armory so you can train better. Ultimately, we don't want our clients to stay with us forever, which sounds crazy as a business person. We want to help them educate themselves and. Uh, develop an understanding of training and their own body uh, so they can go on and, and help themselves and help others, which Gan does quite a lot. When, he, when he's in the gym, he's always trying to like help people, trying to pass on his knowledge or whatever he's learned. And he's actually sent me stuff that I should like read, which I think is fantastic. And that creates a really good client um, relationship because uh, I can still learn and educate myself and I have learned a lot from Gan myself. So Gan, I'd just like to say massive thank you, massive well done on your journey, you're five years in. Uh, and I can only see great things in the future, but so thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me on, mate.